welcome to the, uh, what's this called again? No Holds Barred Witchcraft Podcast. Hello, Liam. That, that is it. Yes, well done. <laughs> Was it that bad? I hate it. I really hate it. It just doesn't flow off my tongue. But why? Why don't you like it? Is it the it name? Doesn't flow. Is it the brand it doesn't name? Flow off. It doesn't flow off my tongue. Okay. Right. Are you going to tell us what this episode is about? Uh, this episode is mon- Magic in a Box. Magic in a Box? That's intriguing. Yeah. What 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 are you meaning by Magic in a Box? Why have you labelled it that, Chris? So, Magic is a Box, in a Box, in a Box, in a Box, is uh, about, you know, can you learn magic from one of these witchcraft boxes? Which is interesting because there was we our uh, our lovely people on Witchcraft Live were slagging them off last week. Do you remember? Oh, that was a specific case of something on Etsy, wasn't it? With pentagrams yeah, it was, it on was it. One of these... You've always got pentagrams. You've always got items with pentagrams on in these uh, in these Etsy sellers witches starter kits, haven't you? Yeah, one of these starter kits that's got it's got to have like a, a fake little cauldron and little cleanser um, and lots of pentagrams on everything and obviously a candle of every colour. Okay, yeah. so by naming this episode Witchcraft in a Box, are you insinuating obviously you can't really learn witchcraft from stuff in a box? No, I'm just saying that I don't really agree with these starter kits. You know, the the ones that have got 300 items in it and they sell the idea that that's all you need to start off witchcraft um i'm not kind of saying it's what i'm saying is i don't agree with those i don't think those are necessary i don't see why you would spend kind of 200 pounds on a starter kit knowing half of it's come from uh, aliexpress like do you know what i mean china basically which means it's all been produced in china uh has got all sorts of nasty chemicals in the candles that you're about to burn in your house um, when actually, what all you really need is either a really good teacher, um, or to just start small. You don't need okay. a kit that size to get to get started. Um, right. obviously, I'm not knocking the beautiful boxes that we do, but those are say, specific. Because you're saying you don't need a kit to get started, but you sell kits on the Thoth Witchcraft website that are literally intro to this, that, and the other. Yeah, but we sell intros to a specific type of magic. So the idea is that you actually get a feel for something that you're starting with. It's a mini project. It's cheap, to, a, a cheap kit to buy. What I'm having an issue with is the £300 kit that say, sell you the idea that that's everything you'll ever need. But if this is a starter kit, then surely it's not selling you, you the idea of that's everything you should need. The the ones that I've seen tend to be like altar starter kits, particularly, or the the starter kits for witchcraft insinuate that you need to have an altar and a fucking little unsharpened blade of some description. Um, and I think that the that implication's worse for me because it makes you think like witchcraft is just a group of iconic tools. Which, to be fair, modern witchcraft is. The the 
iconic tools within modern witchcraft, of course, are the people that write for Llewellyn, because they are tools in every sense of the word, and they're the public faces of witchcraft. Obviously, you have traditional type tools of objects, such as cauldrons and like, that people often do also associate with witchcraft, but very often, I think nowadays, when I imagine witchcraft, I imagine pagan, and when I imagine pagan, I imagine someone with a a little bit too much adipose tissue in a bed sheet. Hmm. <laughs> no, I, I get that. I suppose the reason I'm kind of attacking these, it's it's the sheer cost of them. When you know that kit has been made for like, 20 pounds because the sheer the the quality of the shit that's in it i thought they um, were like 20 30 quid to buy though weren't they aren't they that much on it see how much are they no they're like 100 pounds silly two three hundred pounds because if you remember rightly before we delivered started selling the boxes that we sell i did extensive research on what everybody uh, else is doing do you remember and I was disgusted uh, at the. I thought the I saw a spreadsheet somewhere. So, well, you know you love a spreadsheet. So, officially, you are saying that one can learn magic from a box. I'm saying that there are there are some great boxes that we <laughs> that actually. <laughs> oh my. God. You see, at least I'd just admit that, yeah, there's boxes of magical things on the website that we basically, everything that doesn't sell from the previous year, cram into them and sell it at a discounted rate in a nice little tin or something like that and then write some instructions with uh, various different magical methods and the like you could, you know, you could use. But I'm not pretending like anything that we have put on there is going to teach you witchcraft in its entirety. Well, neither did I. Don't put words in my mouth, Liam. I thought that was the format of the show. You know for a fact that's not what I just said. (laughs) You know exactly that's not what I just said. What I just said is there are very specific types of magic that could be taught by the boxes that we sell. And they're designed to do exactly that. Um, And actually... You're talking about the kind of little tins, the really, really cheap options where we, we, you know, throw those together easy peasy. But the actual intro kits that we sell are actually designed to give you an idea and actually include our uh, version of those sorts you of things. these things with the books that come with the colour coded books in them? Yeah. And I got this one. I was drawn to the one ones. with the black cover, which says... What's this one? Box of Maleficence. <laughs> or box of Black Magic. Yeah. Black Magic intro kit. Okay. But let's face it. The example I would give, Liam, rather than the one that you've just happened to reach right. for, the example I would use is the love kit where you put those that beautiful pair of skulls kissing. Ah. Uh. As a candle. 
in there. Which may not be in every kit. In any Etsy shop so anywhere. please be aware that whenever you buy one of these uh, box of kits, then you don't always receive the same items. Because Chris, the box of range was literally yeah. what we've got an overabundance of in stock. I was just going to shove in a box. You see, you're talking about the yeah, intro courses, aren't you? Like the medieval magic no, ones, the ones we put a lot of effort into. I'm talking about how those any any kit that you bought from us is going to have a, a very thoth feel to them. Is what I'm saying is that actually what comes in that box will be something that is crafted by ourselves. It's not like the actual intro kits, and you can buy all sorts of subscription boxes now. The kind of witchy subscription box is a thing that's done by almost every website that sells witchy paraphernalia. But what they tend to be made up of is shit you can buy from China. Um, kitschy little yeah um, okay whereas our stuff know, all those comes horrid from, little bags I can't all stand. our stuff comes from India which makes it better <laughs> why do you say shit like that Leah, when you know that's not the case no I know that you stay up till late at night making this lovely stuff that we then cram it a box and charge a fee for which is so unbelievably low that really, someone that buys something from this website really is robbing us. Exactly. So when you say shit like that, that completely discredits all the work that I put in to make this shit happen. <laughs> Which makes me want to reach through the screen and cut you. No, no. And you're I lucky. Don't think there's any need you're for lucky. violence. You're lucky that you're not sat next to me. Because I would be kicking you in the shins right now. Would you really lower yourself to being violent, Chris? I always felt that you yes, thought I you would. were above such things. Because you've started treating this show like it's Fausty. And it's really starting to get on my wick. The Fausty Witches show is being cancelled. And I do need an outlet for all of my uh, therapy sessions. Well, then you, then you need to find a new outlet. I thought your little occult ramblings was enough. For you to talk shit for 45 minutes every week. I didn't think you were going to lower the tone of the beautiful No Holds Barred Witchcraft podcast. Like, why would you do this to me? This is where all the serious witches come to listen. Okay. Now, Chris, would you describe yourself as a capitalist? I'm not a cat. Oh, uh, well, yes, to a certain extent. <laughs> it depends. I, I believe in quality craftsmanship. Okay. Do you Should believe in giving for? quality craftsmanship a quality premium price? Or do you feel that... How do you come up with what you'd consider to be quality craftsmanship? And how would you arrive at a price? Because obviously you've been involved in many different types of craft. So the £10 box, how much does that equate to in terms of quality? What could someone equate that with? And are you short selling it or not? 
I I don't think we charge enough for what goes in our boxes. You know that's that you know that's how I feel about it. Because when you compare to what other places are selling, um, for their premium price, is is stuff that they don't they don't make themselves. I'm not saying that there aren't lots of incredible shops out there because there are, but they sell individual products, um, and they specialise in say candles or incense or whatever. Um, but when obviously we decided to do Thoth, the original idea was to do everything that everybody else does, but better. Um, what was actually we the idea, wasn't it? <laughs> whereas like, we don't... Look we at don't... all of this shite on Etsy. <laughs> Come on, someone can do a better job than that. Oh, no one's doing it. I suppose we should do it. But I do take your point. I mean, there is a lot of work that goes into every bespoke item that we make and I can tell you that there's a hell of a lot of energy that goes into creating those hex curse seals that we put on every box you know the ones that you cut open to open the box that you trigger the curse with there's a hell of a lot of energy that goes into uh, being channeled into every one of those <laughs> I swear you're trying to sabotage that all the money is it just because you don't want to spend the time packing shit is that is that what this is about <laughs> you've caught me you out. hate the trips <laughs> you hate the trips to the post office is that is that your problem i can't stand the trips to the post office i tell you what i've just had an accident right i've only got two to package up today one i basically fucked up the oil and it went fucking everywhere and as a lot of people know i've got a cold at the moment what did i do i mopped it up with a tissue what did i do literally at the start of this podcast obviously i picked up the tissue thinking it was mine and wiped my nose in it god knows how many herbs this got in it and all sorts of crazy shit i mean henbane's not that really that poisonous in oil form is it chris so maybe we can blame my misbehavings on that I'm currently under the influence of a necromancy potion. <laughs> <laughs> At least I think that's what it was. <laughs> I don't think that's a good enough excuse, Liam, quite, to be quite frank. I think you should not be sabotaging our sales by talking shit. Okay. So... So the idea that you can is that you can learn magic in its entirety. Okay, going back to that. Obviously, a lot of these kits that people sell don't don't aim to actually set, you know teach you how to use them. What they are is gift sets or starter packs where they've just got all the tools and things that you might need. Um, Puzzles, Chris. Obviously. I, they're normally puzzles. puzzles. The intro ranges that really have been designed to kind of be puzzles. You get a bunch of stuff and you're like, okay, there's a bunch of stuff in this box, but I don't really fucking know what any of it is. And then slowly by working through the little booklet and trying different things, you start to, you know, learn a little bit about all of these different things and the like. Because the difference between yes, our what, box and that that's is That's what the, ours do. Yeah, that's what ours do. But the others is basically like, well, I've got this unsharpened blade. I suppose I could use it to open envelopes with. But to be fair, my envelope opening knife is a lot sharper. <laughs> so maybe I'll just put it on the side 
Or I could go to one of those famous standing stone circles once a year at the solstice. Obviously once a year. There are two solstices in a year. But you know I wouldn't go to the winter one because, well, it's too cold. So I'd just go to the summer one and wave it about in the air when all the other people are doing magical things. That's what I imagine the people that buy kits from Amazon and Etsy kind of do. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've just been doing this for too long and I'm kind of cynical. I'm not I, I'm not going to be on uh, t- to be honest. <laughs> I don't I think you're giving them too much credit. I think most of the people that buy these starter kits put them all pretty on a shelf and never actually light the buggers. Uh, is Oh, the candles and that. Yeah, actually, you know, might say might say a little bless blessing and and light an appropriately coloured candle according to Scott Cunningham, and that might be the most they ever do. Um, but partly, I think that's because they don't come with instructions, um, and they don't actually give you any kind of idea how to use them. You know, well, they do. Mind, they come with a those... little a little booklet that's on nice glossy paper that's got a spell, and the spell happens to involve putting all of the ingredients that came in the box in a dish and lighting the fucking candle in the middle of it while saying your affirmations. Please work, please work. Oh no, that's what you say in your head, isn't it? Out loud you would say, oh, bring me money, great goddess. Insert name here, depending on which box you picked, obviously. I mean, the ingredients are always the same, but the goddess changes depending on which box you choose. (laughs) Oh, Bridget, please bring me the love of my life. Because we all know that Bridget specialises in that. <laughs> yes, if you want, if you want your potential new lover to be reforged and sent to you after being reforged, then yes, go to Bridget. Bridget will. Really oh, I don't help know. Many of the women that approach me for private work often do want their husbands and partners reforged. They like a fixer-upper. I seem. I've noticed they do like a okay. fixer-upper. They get the bad boy. And then they want him to not be that bad anymore. But I have also noticed that when he ain't that bad anymore, they cheat on him with another bad boy. (laughs) 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 Because it's the bad stuff that the client's attracted to. When there ain't no bad anymore, then they just become a a husband. I know I'm generalising an awful lot here, but... (laughs) <laughs> I can literally read off uh, literally like an entire client list of this actually happening before. So there are a lot of uh, sad, lonely men and women out there that think they know what they want and will approach a witch or a hoodoo practitioner because hoodoo practitioners will take the money no matter what, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, hoodoo is all about is all about peddling that kind of behaviour. Um, it's about fixing finding <laughs> or at least that's how what the modern lot do the old lot are either heel or fuck them up you know well they were a bit more like traditional cunning folk really aren't they? yeah whereas whereas the modern lot it's all about the love spell and the honey jars and the uh the sugar something you mean the 300 pound candle spell and then if that doesn't work, literally they say, well, you know you should have picked the ultimate one, which is the £1,300 candle spell. And a lot of the clients will think, oh, yes, you're right. Of course, if it didn't work, I should have got the more powerful one. That makes complete sense. So I, I'm not... 
I'm not sure I could do with that. I know that's going slightly off topic, but I'm not sure I could, you know, I know I do occasionally, but they pay big bucks in order to actually get me to use it. I'd much rather they deal with the spell working, you know. Well, if, if they working, do think that remortgaging their house so that they can pay you to do the work yourself, you know, you do the work for them, is the way to go, then by all means, they can do that. But yeah, generally for most people, it's learning how to do it themselves. (laughs) And then they've only got themselves to blame when they get the man that they say they wanted. Mr. Right. Or Mr. Right now. Oh, Mr. Right now. That's a different type of client, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) that's the lust magic remember that's the friday night saturday night out on the town type magic oh okay i'm mixing those two up again aren't i you are you do that a lot okay they're they're all the same to me not gonna lie it's this it's this death to death to us part bollocks that if you have to keep killing them off in order to move on to the next one, then that's wrong. I don't quite agree with that. Now, Chris, whilst we're on the subject of, of love magic and that, will we at any point be releasing, because I've not been working on this, but I think this is more up your street. Have you contemplated working on a twin flame kit? <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm there sure is a many a, a person out podcast. There. There's many people out there that are obsessed with finding their twin flame. And I'm wondering, we got that nice kind of shredded cardboard and that, because we're super eco here at Love Off Witchcraft Shop, whether we get a candle and then just do the other end so it's this double-ended candle <laughs> just sent in a box with no, with no fucking instructions. <laughs> Surely, you know as well as I do, you should never put candles that close together. They start to burn down the house. Yes, but I'm just fascinated to see, like, what what the person's face would look like if they order a twin flame box. <laughs> <laughs> it turns up and it's beautifully packaged and then they open it and there's just <laughs> two candles sharing a wick <laughs> just one candle you know like it's got I don't know if you ever did this in school where you oh, take one the candle ru- with two wicks you, yeah you take the rubber off the end of your pencil and you sharpen both ends <laughs> You've got a pencil at both ends. So if one of the nibs snapped, <laughs> then you could just flip it over and use the other one. I'm just imagining you just send a candle, you know, a taper candle or something like that, which is just got to... What you have to say is you say, whatever you do, make sure you burn the top one first and then don't tell them which, <laughs> which side the top is. And then if they write to complain... Then you say, you do realise that if you burn the bottom one first, that'll take away all your prospects of love. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I, I totally think we should sell twin flame candles now. Well, maybe we could get our friend Fanny Cranach to do it. That's the sort of thing she'd do. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> 
<laughs> and I think it should look like a stick of dynamite. It needs to look exactly like that. What, like cinnamon sticks together? Yeah, that kind of... You <laughs> yeah. need to put a little pocket yeah. water or something like that on as well. Although, having said that, imagine <laughs> yeah. that going through an x-ray if we're sending that to America. <laughs> <laughs> right. Serious. We've got five more minutes left before it goes over to the Patreon lot. Okay. Anything else really important that we should say? Yeah. Um, go to the Thoth Witchcraft shop website and there's all sorts of kits and tins and things that you can buy on there. And um, they ain't going to come from China. There ain't loads of stuff in there full up that comes from China. There's stuff that it was all basically handmade and handcrafted and stuff. And... For the person that wants to try a little bit of magic but can't really be bothered to do any research whatsoever, you could buy one of these tins, look at the little instruction booklets inside and it is basically all there for you to have a go. Now obviously the whole point of our tins, like the little spellcrafting tins, was they're not really designed for you to light the candle and then just piss off. There's things kind of missing from them, isn't there? Which they have to then yeah. take the little instruction book, which explains how the spell's supposed to work from a scientific perspective, from a metaphysical perspective, physiological and psychological and energetic perspective. And then they're supposed to kind of use the basics that they've got there and add stuff that they go off and get in a little quest. So, you know... It ain't just a case of lighting the candle a lot of the time. Um, but yeah. if you do you want to give find that no a chintzy gel, spell. Sorry? You won't, ch find any, you won't find any chintzy 30-verse spell in there. No. They, they are designed for you to actually be guided through the process of casting your first spells. Like, that is the idea of them. They're supposed to be there as, as a, as a hand-holding exercise for the you know for the first process and they're not going then you know and you can categorically guarantee none of them have got harry potter stickers in or a list of correspondences telling you how you know what you should be using it's guiding you through actually how magic is supposed to work and how you can kind of intro introduce yourself to that so you know each each of the boxes particularly i'm obviously thinking of the intro range yeah. but obviously the uh, the kind of silly ten pound ones um, give you give you two options to us uh, to doing those kinds of magic. So you know that each one of those has got two methodologies in in those kind of even those ten pound ones. Obviously, intro kits go a, a further beyond that and give you a better idea of how to play with magic. Um, and obviously, you know, are relevant to the the type of magic that's listed on the on the box you know you won't find a kind of intro starter kit um at the, on the Thoth web, website at all um but the reason for that is i just think one at the big part is goes back to what we said before which is because everything is so is bespokely made means that actually in order to do that we would have to charge an actual phenomenal amount in order to do one of those big starter kits that you get from a lot of the other places. Um, but you don't actually need that because one of these intro kits would actually give you an idea of how magic works. And then you go and source the individual bits that you need. Um, and 
let's face it, if you follow any of the, the stuff that we normally talk about, you know, less is more. You don't need it to be complicated. What you need to is know exactly why you've chose all those specific items. Um, and that's what that's what our boxes will push you to do is like Liam said, they're little puzzles for you to solve in order to create little, uh, you know, create pro your first set of projects when you're going into this this kind of craft path. That they are. And anyway, I think that's about it. Go and buy some stuff from a Thoth Witchcraft shop. It don't matter what it is, just buy some stuff, right? Because that stuff actually goes a long way towards funding the No Holes Barred Witchcraft podcast and all of the free stuff we do, because we do so much free. Chris, we do so much good in the world, you know. We do a lot of good in the world that often actually counteracts the bad in the world that we've also done so you know if you're supporting <laughs> the thoth witchcraft shop you are supporting making this world a better place for us <laughs> <laughs> so um there we go have you got anything final to add we've got one minute left i think thank you it comes down to that i think i don't think at any point are we not honest about what we do and i think part of it is we are too honest that actually you know i don't think people realize quite how much work goes into some of the stuff that we do do um i think they think this is just we just pull all of this out of our ass but you know only the really good mind. stuff <laughs> <laughs> But there we go. That's it for this episode. Um, goodbye. Well, unless you're on Patreon, in which case, obviously, you're still there. So what are we going to talk to our patrons about? Because I'm not sure where this is going. Are we going to try teaching our patrons how to start up a... Uh, is it this witch's subscription box? Is that what they're all doing now? That's what I seem to yeah, say. Yeah, they're... Where instead of just they're saying... They're all doing... I'll sell these, these, uh, these poor mundings a little spell kit instead they say no you've got to pay me a bigger amount of money and i'll send you some shit through the post once a month yeah yeah that's exactly what these things do um and often they really speak to the instagram which is i think that's what the problem is for me about them is it really wickens. sells that it's it's all about how they look so you know it's a yeah. they're full of kind of scented candles and they've got silly things like key rings and little plastic pumpkins during october that sort of shit in them um to follow this kind of subscription trend you know which in which in other industries works really well like you know these kind of like monthly candy boxes and they're themed by by the month or by My gin subscription like, you know yeah, like those. Should we do um, a gin subscription where we literally send them a bottled gin? We've got to try and banish it. <laughs> oh, that we did talk so about cool. doing. A, we did talk about doing a curses um, course, didn't we? I was I was worried about that because what I'd be worried about that wouldn't be good business wise because we'd end up killing all of our customer base. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be bad for business, Chris. 
Oh, okay. I suppose you can't extract money from their from them when they're dead. Well, um, no, not unless they leave it to the, uh, us in their wills first. Okay. But obviously, by all means, people feel free to do that. Um, you could you could do it to the the Chris and Liam Foundation. I well, no, because they'll actually write it. it to the Chris and Liam Foundation. <laughs> we would like blank checks. We'll put the name on. All you need to do is put the amount <laughs> on and sign it. And obviously, if you want to post date it for you know a couple of years or something like that, you might feel you've got a couple of years left in you. Then go ahead and do that. But please, when you are on your deathbed. Please do make contact so we can make sure that the following day we go round to cash it. Or ideally same day, so that we can't be accused of us stealing from the dead. Because yeah. ideally if we cash it before you die, then, you know, it does get a bit... Once that death certificate has been signed, Chris, it gets a bit of a grey area, doesn't it? Then a lot <laughs> of questions start being asked, at least in my experience. Yeah. Children start turning up going, that's my money. And you're like, oh, well, it was given to me first. Yeah. Ten years ago at the crossroads. Then... the very night. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a year and a and day. Then, they then love you... this year and a day lark, don't they? <laughs> before your and daddy you gave... <laughs> Before your daddy got that record contract, yeah, I met him at the crossroads a decade ago, and he made a deal that night, and I hear I've come to collect. <laughs> <laughs> See, I still like the good old-fashioned ones, like your firstborn. So, you know, I don't really use do those kind of crossroad deals for money. Hmm, yeah. What do you like about the firstborn, though? I just like the energy. Is it because the they always born? love the firstborn that... the most. It's yeah, true, though, isn't it's, it? It's... They do generally love the firstborn the most. If you look at the family pictures and you say, you know, show us the family photo album, they've got all of the loads and loads and loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of pictures of the firstborn, but then when they've had like two or three, if you compare the amount of pictures that get taken in that, from the firstborn to the others, it's kind of like, yeah, we're kind of over this child-rearing thing. <laughs> At this point, we just got to <laughs> shove him in the old Ford Galaxy and fuck off to the beach. And I can't be bothered to be taking pictures all the time. <laughs> I don't know how we got there, but I'm sure they, they were entertained by it regardless. Okay. Okay. So, so the real question... About... What's the real question? What's the real topic you want to talk about? The, the real topic I want to talk about is how do we cater for those beyond that? Because obviously we we do these kind of in, these intro boxes um, do offer all sorts of, you know, opportunities and puzzles for the kind of new kind of newbies, kind of intro, kind of like the, the replanet, you know, the reforging ones. So, you know, those people that have been Wiccan for the last 20 years or have been, in quote unquote, practicing for 20 years, but still don't know how to cast spells. Those ones, those boxes still apply. But what about the people beyond that? 
Well, that I know was we where the, the mentoring program came in. I, I had yeah, an but idea. You keep I saying we should do that. I spoke to people about it. I, I would love okay. to do it, but there was ethical issues, weren't there? Well, there's always ethical that. issues with most of the things we do. Well, the, my idea was to to make kind of like a, a subscription thing. But what you do is it would be a... Basically, this one was specifically related to curses, and it was kind of puzzles. So you'd buy a curse, and then the curse would arrive through the post, and obviously you'd open up the envelope or the box or whatever it is, and you'd be fucking cursed, right? And then what you've got to do is you've got to crack the curse. And then when you've cracked the curse, yeah. assuming you're still alive... Um, and it would be a mild one to start off with. Then what would happen is you'd yeah. send it back or you'd get to keep it and then send for the other one. And they'd get progressively worse and more difficult to crack, you know. Yeah. Um, as until you get to like curse number 10. And it would be kind of like a... Because a, a, I like to learn as some of my students... Uh, sorry, I like to teach whilst they're in the fire, you know. I like to... I think that people really learn when they're under pressure and stress and a pain you see unlike i know how um the social workers tell you to teach kids nowadays i'm of the uh, of the generation that basically says you know put them out in the cold and teach them the hard way and i think that you know at the end of the day like with the gladiators and that. It's a tournament. Like this new thing I've been watching on Netflix called Squid Games. Have you heard that? This Squid Games thing. Oh, I love this Squid Games thing. It's hilarious. I know it's not supposed to be hilarious, but fuck <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking maybe Thoth Witchcraft. Instead of doing this Witch Wars thing, maybe we should do Squid Games. <laughs> Where we just like get a load of people that say they want to learn magic. And we say, yeah, that's fine. And then we basically okay. tell them to meet us. And then we knock them out, shove them in the back of my van, drive them to an undisclosed location and do a real life witch wars where obviously people actually don't actually sadly make it through. But then we're left with someone <laughs> at the very end that would be like, it would be like a really extreme version of The Apprentice if you've ever watched that. But not business, it would be magical related. Or The Hunger Games. Well, The Hunger Games, that is another very good... Yes, The Hunger Games. That's what I always imagined Witch Wars to be, you know, but obviously, legal-wise, we're not allowed to do stuff like that anymore. Back in the day, as Chris will tell you, because he's old, back in the day, that's how it used to be done. (laughs) (laughs) The original Thoth Mystery School. (laughs) (laughs) Not all the candidates survive. Um... But they always provided extra energy for the ones that did. Yes. So what about some of the things that Thoth, as a company, we would like to put on the website, but really can, either from a legal perspective or a ethical perspective? The old Jumanji board game that we're working on, that could that really go on there? Probably not really, could it? No. No, it's gonna it's gonna have to be a teaching situation, isn't it? Where the fly you know, ointments. Or maybe it's fly ointments is on another there? one. That's, that's a legal problem, though. That's not really ethics. 
it's yeah those are more legal problems the same with the kind of poisons that we'd like to sell you know the only way that most other companies get away with it is doing it essentially like their flower essences which yeah. means that they don't actually have any of the um have any of the the true matter in them by the time you're actually buying them uh, which is again something you should probably be thinking about if you're the ones going and buying these sorts of things um you will struggle to find them unless you're willing to grow them yourself i'd love to have uh, like a seed share like a you know so that you could have like all these kind of poisonous plants and things but again legal problems with the fact that you can't you can't sell or even own some of these plants um well you know? I, I mean there are some places you can buy it. i mean in no way, shape, or form whatsoever related to us, obviously being at Thoth Witchcraft Shop, the Anubis Witchcraft Shop that can be found via Tor on the Darknet that does sell such things, of course, you know, that that is obviously a group of witches that think, oh, well, we can't really get away with selling this, so we'll sell it underground. Where do you sell things underground nowadays on the internet, on the dark web, on the deep web, on a dot onion, you know? So I'm thinking, well, what is really the things that you would honestly love to put on an online witchcraft shop, but that you really couldn't do, Chris? What is it? Would it be your... um? Planetary Master Yarn, Fred, or something? Well, that's that's another one that definitely won't be going on there. Um, they but might you could be, get away with that legally. I'm sure I could, because no one would believe that was happening. I just don't feel comfortable, ethically, actually making that available to, to all and sundry. I'd want to know who I was handing a Master Cord to. Uh, if you're a bit confused or you're new to this... Then go back to the planetary yarns uh, one we did at one point. What was it Weaving called? Planets, Weaving planets. Weaving um, planets. And obviously what we were doing with, you know, which you can buy some of the planetary yarns online. Uh, we do sell the others. What we talked about was the, the theoretical or not so theoretical as I've done some of them. Um, the com combination yarns. In order to actually produce... Uh, manifestation yarns and 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 we talked about theoretically doing a master cord um which you know could have some <laughs> diabolical um kind of results but the i think the the other ones i kind of is the curio side of things mm. which is really tricky to do over the internet because again you've got to co combat with these custom laws in every different country um and that's just too much of too much of a headache to try and get around um is the kind of curio stuff so the you know selling um obviously we sell graveyard dough but beyond that actually having no skulls, chris is incense example. okay i always <laughs> put on the custom forms is incense it always <laughs> so the, works so the you know but kind of bones and things like that obviously there are certain animals you can get away with but there are still lots of animals that you can't, uh, you know, it's even tricky um, with some kinds of uh, kinds of ivory, for example, 
I'm not saying we go and kill elephants. What I'm saying is like, you know, antique ivory in lots of countries you have to be really careful with. You know, bearing in mind the elephant in question died hundreds of years ago. Um, even selling things like that are tricky nowadays. So, you know, human remains is definitely a no-no. But I would like to be able to do that sort of thing. You know, if somebody was to, well, yeah. you know, because I'm sure there'd be lots of people possibly listening to us right now that would be quite happy uh, giving us their bones uh, when they're gone. But we'd never be able I to don't sell think them. There would be as many as you think, Chris. I don't think they trust us. <laughs> <laughs> why not? I don't I know why think. they would not trust Maybe us. Maybe it's because they're regular listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can put on the comments whether you trust us with your bones after you die. I don't know. I, th- I think they all should. I well, obviously, you think that, that we should all. I think that one day, in a many a year's time, we'll be in some weird little diagon alley, kind of looking Borgin and Burke, surrounded by shelves full of. Um, basically full of full of skulls and on the top it will say patron members <laughs> because they'll have all passed away and we'll have collected them and we'd be we'd still be sat in the middle at the desk doing the no holes barred witchcraft <laughs> podcast and we'd still be talking to them all except they'd all be a uh, dead on a shelf yeah obviously with with a little sign next to it saying willingly given yeah, because you've got to add that for legal reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I'd See, I don't think any of our patrons are stupid enough to piss me off enough to be worried about giving me their bones. No, but if they did give you their bones, would they get any rest or would you be putting them to work? or Or would they be concerned with their bones? It's kind of like, you know, when you sit down on the toilet and your dick kind of touches the side of the toilet, you think, oh, oh no. It's kind of like that feeling of if you're, 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 you're bones, if you're dead, then what's Chris going to put in those bones? You know, what? who else is going to be using your skull? Is it going to be some nasty kind of spirit or some gross person? It kind of makes me feel like that. It's a kind of very visceral, ugh, yucky feeling. But this is why I don't work okay. with dead people a lot of the time, because I find that a lot of them kind of feel like that. But, you know, I'd be I'd be considering this more like an adoption service. So to me, it would be a case of I'm not going to just give your bones to just anybody. Well, no, they've got to be I able want... to afford them. Human skulls exactly, ain't cheap. Exactly, for starters. Exactly. But also, there's that part of me that kind of goes, well, you know, I wouldn't be doing anything foul with your bones because I have people that are on contract. Why would I need yours too? <laughs> and like I said already, I prefer firstborns. I'm not yeah, so but, interested in Yeah, but you run dead. a witchcraft shop, so they'd be concerned that, oh, Chris, I'm giving you my skull... And oh, he's just sold. He's just sold me to some yucky necromancer who's popped in the store, and now they're going to be using me for all sorts of stuff. That's yucky, you know. I you know. I I I'm not sure that our patrons would trust us with their human remains, if I'm honest. And I know we are talking about uh, 
Hatch match and dispatch at some point. <laughs> Weren't we doing some death dueling in and beyond? <laughs> there yeah. was talks hatching, about hatching, it. Hatching, dispatching. Yeah, because yeah. obviously we all do the hatching and dispatching at the moment, but that generally involves doing a bit of a magical midwifery and helping someone get pregnant, fertility magic, and also helping you bump off your enemies. Whereas we're talking about like for practitioners now helping the practitioners when they pop their clogs and the like and what what sort of funerary rites they want performed do you want to be mummified all that sort of thing do you want to be put in a pickle jar if you'd given me your bones i would imagine i would use them for teaching purposes so it would be a case of you know you'd be helping the next generation as opposed to me just handing them on to some you know some random random necromancer because you know how i feel about most of them so you know i'm not i'm not about to you can trust that i would look after your bones that's what i'm saying oh, so you wouldn't sell them you'd use them i know that i think they'd have to be used and they'd have to be um you know maybe on some kind of loan out system um to to multiple students kind of thing but I, I don't think I'd feel totally comfortable with selling, um, you know. But then in that situation, you could also give me dodgy spouses. So you could make sure there is people that you did want me to fuck up and, and abuse their bones. That service would then also be available. Right. So you're saying that if you want to be left, to as a us, teaching arm. or they want to be left to us as a teaching tool and to be worked with maybe they go on tour around the uk with us like non does um yeah because currently we only have one dead person that regularly works with us really um in that capacity yeah. but then if you could nominate someone that you wanted to be sold into slavery literally to some sordid necromancer is that what you're saying? That yes. there's two packages that you that's, can buy? That's what I'm saying. There should there should be multiple packages. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, because I'm sure there would be other packages too. Um, because, you know, it wouldn't just stop at one or the other for me. But, you know, I kind of feel like that's the option. There were those sorts of options. Also kind of making use of, of magical pets and things like that too. And I don't mean, you know familiars we're talking about people um animals that you've used for magical reasons and therefore but chris i thought that i thought that your pet was your familiar is your pet not your familiar that's what i learned from pinterest chris you know i've done enough videos on that crap what your pussy is not your familiar Well, wow. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should. We've got a Pinterest, haven't we? I'm sure we've got a Pinterest. I haven't gone on it for years, but I'm sure we set up a Pinterest. Maybe we should put on a pin, unfamiliar pussy question mark, and then an article about how <laughs> your pussy is not your familiar. Wow. I imagine that would get around the circuit quite quickly. We might. <laughs> I would imagine it would, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> maybe, maybe Liam. 
We may have to do that through a pseudo account. Maybe. I think we could I make up a Pinterest. What is it? Pinterest board, isn't it? Isn't that what they do? Yeah, Pinterest boards. We can make up a Pinterest board that says not Thoth Witchcraft Shop, because we got a Thoth, Wish- Thoth Witchcraft pin board somewhere. <laughs> and um, we can make a not Thoth Witchcraft one as well. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, I we have got a Pinterest because I remember putting Saren on a pin and sharing it a load of times. <laughs> I bet she's got around now, hasn't she? I would imagine so. They were talking about her just today at the coffee moot. Oh. Oh. Um, I think the next bit is to kind of say, actually, you know, ask the question. Because I've, I've got, I think I like doing this where... I don't really like putting polls and stuff on. I don't like that idea um, of putting polls and stuff on the Patreon. But, you know, more and more of you are actually commenting on the actual videos now and are getting chatty with us on, on the Patreon. Yeah, one or two getting back know, chatty, ain't they? Some of them getting back chatty and I, it's going, you know, not scared to smack a bitch down. So just be prepared. Um, you put up there, you know, you have you have the options. Um, is kind of what would you like us to be selling that we don't currently sell? And obviously, I don't mean kind of give us the weirdest and wonderful ones. However lovely that would be, it would be nice to know what sort of things you think witches of your calibre would actually be interested in. Yeah, because how can we prize more money out of your hands? You're already buying a Patreon, but we want more, Chris. So what... Physical well, things can I'm, we I'm try saying, and sell you? I'm saying we want more because, let's face <laughs> it, our Patreon is far too good for its money. Um, so actually, you know, you've got to you've got to have other ways of paying it us forward. Because come on, how many how many people are offered bespoke mentoring service for for three and five dollar you know pounds slash dollars a month? No, but to be fair, I mean the whole clause that they agreed to when it said accept cookies did say if you ever stop paying the patreon membership then our soul your soul is is ours for the rest of time so you know i suppose (laughs) that's kind of they're paying for it in one respect aren't they I don't know if it's really ethical to get any more out of them than that. And for some of them, (laughs) their souls feel like they're worth quite a lot. Yeah. I think the other way that they could pay us forward, which is starting to happen as well, is to kind of recommend it to your other witchy friends that might need the help. Um, So, you know, where you kind of like, well, I'm doing really well right now and I kind of need them to stop asking me stupid questions. Um, so send them in Liam's direction because he loves answering stupid questions. I love answering stupid questions with stupid answers. <laughs> and then setting you a whole series of quests to really test your mettle. So, you know, at the end of the day, though, what we offer is personal trainer level behaviour. You know, we offer such a bespoke service that actually, you know, we are dirt cheap. Like it, it's it's actually unsettling to me some days where I realise quite how cheap we do things for. 
but I suppose we are here to find find the next generation properly um, and make sure they've actually got the skills to deal with the shit that's coming. But, you know. Mm. Yes, a storm is coming. Uh, Jesus is coming. Right, so... Thing. What else do we uh, what else do we put on this episode? Because I can't quite remember what this episode was about. Something to do with boxes, <laughs> magic was it in a box. Basically, just about products, or was there other stuff? Magic in a box. Magic well, the idea box. the idea was supposed to be can you know can you um, teach witchcraft in a box? Which well, I think when, we've when... pretty much said, you know. We're limited to what you can do, but we do a bang-up job. It's like Bedknobs and Broomsticks. She learned all her magic from a correspondence course, and she didn't even complete the correspondence course. It, and she was a bloody brilliant witch, you know? And I think yeah. that really it's a case of evolving with the times because we prefer to teach the old-fashioned way. But what I tend to see is... People don't understand that. People don't know that you're really supposed to go and seek someone out to, to learn from. They think, because of the kind of mindset that we have with consumerist society, that you do just buy something. You know, you buy yeah. a book and it comes with the secrets. You buy a kit and you learn how to sew or how to paint glass or whatever it is those fucking get set adventure fucking kits are in the range now. So or you people, buy a few you can, items. You can see why they think that about magic, can't you? And yeah. buy a few items day, and watch a YouTube clip. It's an interesting one because I always said that I probably would never do magic via distance like teaching on the internet, but I'm kind of doing that. We're both doing that and taking up kits and saying well you can't learn magic from a kit and instead of doing that saying like we kind of did how can we teach magic in the form of this it's been an interesting kind of mental exercise trying to work something out because like designing those little booklets and things to make them so fucking simple that even an idiot can understand it to being able to actually yeah. do actual magic you know it's not that easy which maybe is why a lot of people don't do it but you know i don't know i do i do think that it's very untraditional to be able to buy a kit that supposedly teaches you something about magic and witchcraft and that but at the same time that is the 21st century so maybe people should think of it as an exercise and you witches that are sat or stood listening to this if you were to design a witchcraft introductory kit of some description what would you put in it and why so for the traditional witches particularly that really 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 disagree with a lot of this kind of commercialized stuff if you said, okay, well, ignore that you would disagree with it, but if you had to do it and you wanted to do it, what would you put in it? Would you simply put an empty box filled with uh, various, uh, I don't know, magical uh, things inside? Some sort of curse that follows you around? Some kind of 
enlightenment or something like that so they open the box and it affects you like a spell or would you put physical things on or would you just put a book in it what would you put in it i'd be interested what's the last thing to say then chris because i think we're out of time um i think i just just that it's just kind of thinking about actually you know we like the interaction with you guys and actually you know the main reason that we do everything so cheap is because we enjoy this if we didn't enjoy it we'd probably be charging a hell of a lot because it would feel more like work um you know but at the same time like what would you like to see from us that you're not currently getting um and how how can we deliver that to you Obviously, hopefully for a premium price, um, because Liam thinks I'm a capitalist. Um, but, you know, never mind. I merely asked you if you were, and I'm pretty sure you said yes. And then talked about how well, you should buy your boxes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I never miss an opportunity. Right, there we go then. So... Thank you very much for listening and goodbye for another week.